with this level of granularity of data, we can make better decisions. Um, again, better decision-making leads to things like better speed. It also leads to better understanding of what's driving our customers' problems and makes it more intuitive for us to be able to address those problems, recover the experience faster, um, and to help, again, drive downstream innovation for our organization um, that will ultimately put a stronger product out in market. Welcome to Chinoy TV Podcast's Modern Tauke segment, where we feature modern-day Chinois who have created an impact in the business landscape and continuously serve as an inspiration to our MSMEs. My name is Valerie Tan, and I'll be your host for today's episode. We will also be uncovering tips and inspiring messages for those who are in the process of starting their own businesses. This is a podcast collaboration with Globe Business for Gift Local, an annual initiative that supports local MSMEs or TAUKES who help communities and or sell products made from sustainable practices. With this, we enjoin the public to celebrate Christmas by sharing the goodness in every gift that they purchased. With one gift, there's twice the meaning. The gifts they give to their loved ones allow Filipino MSMEs and their supported communities to thrive. Nakapag-Christmas shopping na, nakatulong pa. Buy once, give twice. And for our fellow MSMEs to make the most out of our businesses this Christmas and beyond, we encourage you to join Globe Business Academy. Not only will you gain relevant and practical information on how to run your businesses, but you can also get the chance to meet and interact with fellow MSMEs with the different Globe Business Academy events that they host. By just signing up to Globe Business Academy, you can gain twice as much learning. Para sa mga MSMEs, join once, gain twice! The link to Gift Local will be in our show notes. Go check it out! For this episode, we are going to share the importance of embracing digital and grasping the opportunity to adapt to the ever-changing business landscape. Change is the only thing constant. With the continuous development in the digital space, it's vital for businesses to be able to maximize these opportunities and embrace digital now. One of the key industries that flourished in this pandemic is the logistics space. These businesses require a lot of investments in the digital space as the business model requires a lot of coordination, accuracy, and speed. Today, we are joined by Martin Koo, country head of Ninja Van Philippines. And prior to joining Ninja Van, Martin was a former marketing director for Zalora. Hi, Martin. How are you? Hi, Valerie. I'm doing great. How are you? Really good. Thank you for joining us today. And I know you became a parent during the quarantine, right? I did. You're a new father. Yeah. Um, I have an 18-month-old running around now, which has been a handful, but no better time to be working from home than, than when you have a newborn now. So before we dive into the topic, can you share more about the background on how you came across Ninja Van? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you mentioned a little while ago, I, I, you know, I don't have an operations background. <laughs> I came from more of a, a marketing background in, in, in digital marketing at that. Um, I have always worked close to technology businesses and more specifically e-commerce. Um, I started my career with Zalora, um, as, you, as you also touched on, and that really gave me a lot of exposure to the e-commerce industry. And I've always believed that this is a very, very important space. It's a seminal industry, I think, as far as um, adoption of internet uh, access and internet businesses. Um, Ninja Man itself, I encountered first in, in Singapore as a customer. 
Um, so I was living in Singapore for about a year, working with um, another uh, video on demand startup called Hook Digital, um, where I was also in a marketing role. And um, many of my packages from, from guys like Lazada and other great shippers in Singapore were built by Ninjavan. So I had some exposure to the business. Um, and I was very, very fortunate to have someone uh, make an introduction to the CEO. Um, we hit it off. Uh, he's a fantastic uh, um, entrepreneur, uh, one of the most impressive entrepreneurs I've, I've, I've encountered and in, in, um, uh, one of the best bosses I've had in my career as well. Um, and uh, although I, I was never very passionate about logistics, um, he really turned me on to this, this idea of what they were trying to do with the business and how they're trying to trans transform this industry. And thinking back to my own experience at Zalora, um, as a client, I realized how many of those problems that the business was, was actually trying to address. And that's when I got very, very excited about the opportunity and about NinjaVan. Um, and uh, these, these discussions about partnership, um, you know, eventually came to fruition. And uh, within a couple of months, I was the first guy on ground here in the Philippines setting up the company. The logistics business is not a joke. There's a lot of moving parts that are in play to ensure that you're able to deliver and improve customer experience. And what, so what are the current challenges that you guys are facing right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think logistics is always going to be something of, of an imperfect product, right? Um, my team is probably sick of hearing this from me, but I always say that it's a, it's a service business that people treat like a utility. Um, you, you turn on the tap, you expect water to come out. You flip the light switch, you expect the lights to turn on. Um, same thing when somebody orders something online. But obviously, it's a much more complex um, business than that, right? And it's, it's prone to much more disruption. Um, so we're always constantly pursuing this next level of quality, this next layer of speed. And, and the more that people become um, comfortable with online shopping, the more um, they expect that instant gratification aspect, right? That I that click a button and then something appears out of nowhere um, to satisfy that need. In terms of more current challenges that we've been addressing, um, I think top of mind for, for really everyone in this market is COVID-19, right? And the challenges that, that the pandemic has brought to, to an industry like ours. Um, so when, when COVID first uh, set into the Philippines at scale and, and, and was affecting a lot of people's lives, um, NinjaVan was, was no different. Um, logistics really ground to a halt. Um, the movement of people across provinces was extremely challenging. Um, so the, the major challenge that we've been uh, dealing with over the last year and a half has really been how can we redesign the business around COVID-19? How can we ensure that we're putting a safe product on the road? How can we ensure that we're keeping our riders and drivers safe? And that's always been a very, very important thing to us, probably the foundation of how we've operated over the last year. Um, it was a tough learning curve, but we've been able to evolve um, in many, many ways um, to not only completely retool the business and make it safer, but actually to redefine what quality means for the business and what speed means for the organization. A couple of things I would touch on here as far as how we've been able to manifest that. Uh, one would be contactless delivery. Uh, we used to do a lot in terms of customers, rather, signing directly on the handset of the uh, delivery person to um, constitute our proof of delivery. We've had to transition to a photo-based system um, and minimize any direct interaction between the riders and the customers. And I'm pleased to share that there's been no recorded transmission of, of COVID-19 between one of our couriers and the customer, despite the millions of packages that we've delivered since the start of the pandemic. Um, secondly, is investing in things like uh, capital expenditure. And um, for us, that's mainly manifested in our warehouse technology base. Um, we're very excited to deploy um, this brand new uh, cross belt that we've uh, recently deployed in our warehouse, which will allow us to dramatically scale up the speed with which we can sort parcels. And uh, of course, equip all of our staff working in the warehouse with just this incredible tool that is uh, really world-class in terms of its level of throughput and productivity. 
Um, at the end of the day, we remain very, very bullish on this market. Um, the Philippines market is one of the most exciting markets in Southeast Asia. Um, I think we've certainly reached a challenging kind of point with these pandemic restrictions. But um, at the end of the day, we really believe that the e-commerce segment and, and the Philippines market at large will continue to grow in a very, very exciting way. Yeah, I've seen some studies that the Philippines has a lot of growth in the next few years. So it's a very exciting time for the company. Yes, absolutely. So how important is it for your business to take advantage of the digital age? Um, really, digital is at the heart of what we do, right? Um, I think when you think about an industry like logistics, which is so reliant on fixed infrastructure, right? Um, you know, having these fantastic well-built facilities and um, a ton of, of, of capitalization in, in, in things like trucks and vehicles. Um, I think maybe 20, 30 years ago, this would have been a really hard space to penetrate. It still is. But um, digital has given us this uh, leg up. Um, so on one hand, you have the digital demand aspect, right? Where orders are coming from um, through e-commerce and what customer expectations are. Um, we expect more speed. We expect more transparency. And this is actually something that traditional courier has been very poorly set up to do because of that capital um, investment that they've made in, in, the, in terms of fixed infrastructure and how they do things. So building um, a digital business from the ground up on um, a digital backbone um, really allows us to serve those needs more intuitively and better. And um, that's always been at the heart of our DNA and will always be a core part of how we think about the market, how we think about solving problems on behalf of our shippers. What innovation or enhancements have you done or considering of doing to grasp the digital now? I guess as far as looking back in terms of what we've done in the past and, and where I think the company's really, really innovated, um, the first is on, on uh, how our entire system works, right? Um, previously, to set up a new facility would require, again, a lot of investment, um, a lot of training, uh, a lot of resources on ground. Um, we designed our technology base in a very decentralized capacity that allows us to um, deploy uh, more resourcing uh, in a very asset-light way. So the best way I can kind of manifest this is our riders are able to update all of their parcel statuses in real time through a mobile phone application. And now, of course, everybody has a smartphone. Um, that also means that everybody can be a rider. Um, and when you think about the design of this application as well, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, devil in the details here where um, this kind of user first design thinking has also allowed us to empower more people to become writers. It's now more intuitive. You don't need to have a ton of experience with delivery with the local area even because we can digitize the mapping aspect, can digitize the routing. And um, a lot of that has really helped us expand um, inclusion here in terms of who can work for the service. Um, and this same kind of design thinking translates all the way up through the top of the organization, um, from how our riders manage their deliveries to how our station officers manage them, um, all the way up to how um, our executive organization gets visibility and, and is able to pass instructions down to the teams. Um, so, you know, again, where we're taking uh, a, a lot of capital, um, a big warehouse and all of these things to, to expand in the past, um, NinjaVan can, can really open a quote unquote station or expand coverage with uh, you know, one, uh, two guys, a laptop, a couple of hand, uh, cell phones, and a motorcycle, right? Um, so that digital backbone, again, I think is, is quite foundational for us. Um, in terms of the forward-looking aspect, where is the company going? What are we trying to build? We're always looking to solve more problems for our shippers and find ways to make them more, the business more valuable to our customers as well. Um, at the end of the day, we need to solve problems that are meaningful to these customers or to keep them loyal. So we continue to examine where our shippers are struggling. How are they struggling in terms of growing their businesses? Um, 
one of the interesting things that we, we've uh, focused on during the pandemic is supply chain. Um, the first country that, that was hit badly by COVID-19 was China. And where we source a lot of our goods and services from was also China. So many of our shippers found that they were um, facing a real supply deficit. They no longer had product to sell. And it's hard to be an entrepreneur without products. So we looked across the region. We looked across our other markets, our partner countries, and identified that uh, in many cases, we could help source similar products, comparable products from markets like Indonesia, Vietnam. Um, and in that way, we were able to help our shippers through uh, a product that we call Ninja Direct with sourcing for their products, with the international shipment aspect, um, importation, and then finally last mile delivery direct to consumer. So um, I think this has been one of the more meaningful deployments that we've had in the last year. And we're continuing to try to innovate on that level of, of again, how can we solve meaningful problems for our MSMEs? In this digital age, everything is so fast paced. So you really have to be on your toes, right, Martin? Absolutely. Ninjaban has been a partner to all these MSMEs and new businesses in our country. And as digitalization continues to rise and with the support of new advancements, what do you think are the opportunities that MSMEs can maximize on? I think first and foremost, um, really enabling payments in this market has always been a big challenge. And we remain to this day a very COD-driven market. COD in many ways is great for consumers, um, but it's really bad for MSMEs. Businesses, that's true. Yes, exactly. A lot of returns, right? A lot of returns, yeah. canceled orders. That's right. And, and the entire time that a shipper has an item out with a logistics company, um, that's an order that has yet to be monetized, right? That's an item that's yet to be monetized. And as a uh, MSME or as an entrepreneur, you're kind of rolling the dice here as far as whether or not that's a high quality customer on the other end who will actually pay for this item. So COD creates a lot of risk for the ecosystem, I think. As much as it's another service, it's a way for us to add value to our shippers. Um, I feel it creates a lot more exposure for them than it adds value. Um, with the advent of a lot of new fintech businesses and digital payment options, specifically guys like Gcash or, or Paymaya, um, we're seeing this curve sort of take place. And it's starting now in more of our retail uh, sector. It's starting in, in physical retail and in peer-to-peer -peer transactions. Um, but as this kind of maturity for e-commerce grows, as confidence in our, in our seller base grows, um, I think people will also become more confident in adopting fintech. So I think that the MSMEs themselves have to help drive this adoption curve, have to help ensure that the ecosystem is evolving in this way and modernizing in this way. Um, and it starts with them accepting these options, right? Um, the more prepaid deliveries they can take in, the better, in my opinion. So yeah, I think this is a big part of it. And in any business, being able to execute fast and deliver good customer experience is vital. Especially for your business, accuracy and speed are important pillars. How important do you think is the digital age now in allowing the business owners to succeed on these key pillars? I, I would say, again, very, very important, right? So you guys have heard me talk a lot about technology and how that underpins everything that we do. I think the most important thing that we kind of leverage off of with this technology base is uh, driving innovation across the entire organization through technology, right? Um, I think it removes a lot of the traditional limitations that uh, would otherwise plague a business like ours. And one of the most powerful things I think that comes out of technology is data. Data is maybe the ultimate form of transparency. With how prolific technology is across our organization and how we do things, um, it also means that we capture more data than nearly any other career in the market today. With this level of granularity of data, we can make better decisions. Um, again, better decision-making leads to things like better speed. 
it also leads to better understanding of what's driving our customers' problems and makes it more intuitive for us to be able to address those problems, recover the experience faster, um, and to help, again, drive downstream innovation for our organization um, that will ultimately put a stronger product out in market. And some of our listeners are second generation and even third generation Taukes. There are challenges present as they deal with change, changing what was tried and tested by the older generations who have built the business from scratch. Have you experienced that personally in the past? I would say yes, but but probably not in the same uh, sense that I think many of our, our, our listeners have. You know, I think this is probably really common on a family level from your parents, from your grandparents. I'm very fortunate to come from a uh, fairly innovative and entrepreneurial family. Um, my dad is a strong entrepreneur himself, and he's, he's brought a real entrepreneurial mindset to his own job, um, although he's working more in the corporate landscape now. And it's yielded wonderful results for him. So throughout my childhood, um, he's been very... Um, I think encouraging. Uh, he's pushed me in many ways to be innovative, to think entrepreneurially. Um, and he's always embraced technology as a big component of how um, he thinks about his business and how he thinks about the world. So um, it's given me a quite a strong perspective, I think, that, that I brought into NinjaVan. Um, but it hasn't been, I think, universal in terms of my experience as well. Um, I, I'll never forget in my first two or three years with the business, meeting with some of the, the, the largest you know, corporates and, and, and large family-owned businesses here, um, and, you know, sitting across from a, a very senior executive with one of these large conglomerates and, and this guy telling me that he doesn't believe that e-commerce will work in this market. Wow. Which is quite a shocking thing to hear. I've always thought of e-commerce as an inevitability, right? It's not a question of if, more, more so a question when. of when. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, you know, to hear this and try to have to explain why I believe that e-commerce would make sense and therefore why my business would make sense. Um, was something of a, of, of a new challenge for me, a new experience, right? To kind of see and understand this landscape and this mindset. So it's certainly out there. I, I don't necessarily agree with it, but um, you know, I think it's an important thing for entrepreneurs to learn to navigate. For those listeners out there who are having a hard time or struggling, what's your advice to them? You know, I think the way that we think about advancing businesses and advancing industries has to be founded on innovation, right? Um, we have to take the best of what's been done before and overlay new, I think, planes of thinking on top of that, right? Um, otherwise, um, products don't advance, the market doesn't advance, um, and, and most importantly, consumers, customers, uh, shippers in our case, are no better off. We can try to compete by doing the same thing slightly better, marginally better than competition, or we could do things fundamentally different than how competition is doing it, and we change the playing field, right, in that way. We change the rules of the game to a certain extent. And um, throughout markets throughout um, industries, we've seen that businesses that fail to evolve get disrupted and get left behind. I think we've seen that shift uh, to a large extent in, in the local logistics market, where it's a much more competitive playing field. Um, there's many more providers than there were when I first started in e-commerce uh, 10 years ago. And I think it's very much to the benefit of consumer, right? Um, again, speed has improved dramatically, and, and NinjaVan is, is, is probably been a big part of that change. Um, service inclusion has changed dramatically, right? Um, when I first started, uh, COD didn't even exist in the market. We were working with 3PLs to train 3PLs on how to do 3PL, uh, COD, right? And, and, and making new processes. Um, and when I first entered the market for NinjaVan, um, what we found was that COD was only available to big corporates, right? Because it was so inconvenient to manage. Um, because of how digitization was so integral to our business, um, we, we made sure that this was an important part of the platform to democratize, right? We wanted any shipper to be able to use a product like COD. So inclusion, I think, is a big part of where this is going, right? Ensuring that consumers, that people have access to services that they've traditionally been held uh, away from or have been held out of them, right, I think is really, really important here. 
So um, yeah, I, I would encourage really all the entrepreneurs listening in today, um, you know, move fast and break things, as I think uh, the Facebook guys like to say, right? Um, it's important to take risks. It's important to challenge the norm. And it's, it's important to be innovative. How can MSMEs maximize all digital opportunities? And what measure does it take for them to know that the risk is worth it? You mentioned risk a while ago. It's quite a broad question, right? Because the gamut of digital opportunities is, is very, very broad, right? Um, so I think it starts with maybe narrowing down the selection first, right? Ensuring that you're making the right decisions for your business. It, there are so many solutions out there right now that it's hard to understand what's really going to add value for your, your, your business or what you're trying to achieve, right? Um, so for me, it starts with trying to solve a material problem, right? What is holding you back? What's preventing your business from being a better business or you from being a better entrepreneur? And then maybe look for technology solutions that would help you address that first. It doesn't have to be something you build. It can be something you license or that you, you, you copy or borrow, right? But um, at the end of the day, it starts with solving a problem that's most meaningful for your company, for your business, um, and then uh, continuing to layer on solutions from there. So um, just because it's broad doesn't mean that it has to be unfocused, right? I, th I think focus is a really important part of entrepreneurship as well. You mentioned your father has an entrepreneurial mindset. What's that one important advice that you got from him that you still swear on until today? So my dad's a big relationship guy, as much as he's a technology guy. And I've always really admired the way that he interacts with his team and how he manages his team and has developed a certain level of, of, of trust and relationship um, where it's very, very open, right? The lines of communication are open. Um, he's able to give very, very candid feedback, good or bad. And that allows, I think, his businesses and his teams to move a lot faster than most, right? Because there's not a lot of um, uh, wasted time in managing around feelings and maybe the politics of things, right? Um, there's a strong degree of transparency. There's a strong degree of communication. And most importantly, that level of openness. I've spoken about this before as well, but one thing that's always stuck with me since I was a little kid was my dad sitting me down and telling me, uh, you know, a piece of advice that told me also gives his team, which is that um, if you tell me you have a problem, it's our problem. If you don't, it's your problem. And in the context of, at the time, I think it was more about me not studying for a test or something like that and needing help. Um, but I found it to be very true because if your uh, direct reports, your teammates or colleagues are too afraid to bring something to you, or um, you, you're not creating an environment where it's open enough for, for problems to become surfaced, then um, those problems ultimately either fester or they're not addressed with the same level of attention and, and managerial um, kind of input um, that they would otherwise have been. In that way, you often don't arrive at the best solution to those problems. So I, it's something that's always stuck with me. I, I don't always say it out loud or as directly as he said it to me, but um, it's something I try to live by as far as how I, I deal with and interact with my direct report and really with uh, teams across the organization. Lastly, Martin, what message or advice can you share with our aspiring entrepreneurs? Great question. Um, I'm really passionate about uh, seeing more entrepreneurs emerge in this, this landscape. I think that technology, again, kind of put us in this, this very interesting moment in time, right? Where there's so much innovation happening. There, there's so uh, many industries that are changing and evolving. And um, the Philippines has unfortunately, I think, been a little bit behind the startup curve um, relative to the region and certainly relative to Western markets. Um, we're finally reaching this inflection point. We're seeing some great entrepreneurs emerge. Um, I think great businesses like Kumu, for example, which are really defining what the startup landscape looks like in the Philippines um, and are finally giving us, um, our entrepreneurs, um, sort of these icon figures to, to look up to and, and to strive for. So um, the, the piece of advice or the message I would share with the entrepreneurs um, in, that are listening today, um, bet on yourself, 
right? Bet on yourself, bet on your ability to solve a problem that matters, right? Solve a problem for our market, help the industry evolve and help our startup ecosystem emerge, right? Um, I think this is something that, uh, you know, again, having really supportive parents, having a really supportive family um, was was a big part of, of, of me having that confidence, right? Having this confidence to take a leap, to bet on myself, to leave uh, a, a more stable job or to bet on myself as an early uh, country CEO. So um, that's something that I'll always treasure. This experience has been tremendous for me in terms of advancing my career, my, my thinking and expanding my managerial perspective. Um, and I would highly, highly recommend it to, to entrepreneurs to, yeah, just take that chance, roll the dice a little bit and uh, do so responsibly, I guess. All right, that's it. Thank you so much, Martin, for joining us in our special episode of Modern Talke here in Chennai TV Podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks, Valerie. So that's it. Thank you so much for joining us in our Modern Talke segment of the Chinoy TV Podcast. Produced by Chinoy Podcast Network in collaboration with Globe Business. Please stay tuned for our next episodes as we delve into more Modern Talke tips with other young Chinoy entrepreneurs. The link to Gift Local will be in our show notes. Go check it out.